Now it's time to cut through the clutter and noise with one of the South's most recognized voices. Just saying. This is Just Saying with Jason Scarborough. Jason, what's up, brother? You may not always agree with him, but he's just saying. Now let's get to it with the man, the myth, the legend. Well, most days. Here's Jason Scarborough. Well, we're back two weeks in a row. How about that? Just saying on the Spirit Media Network. Glad that you're with us wherever you're listening. A variety of options at your disposal. Amazon Music. Glad to be in the podcast section of Amazon Music. I am a frequent user of Amazon Music. Get the app. It's awesome. So much music, so many podcasts to choose from. And it's a flat rate. Pay a flat rate. Get all the music you can. Did you know that Garth Brooks will only put his music on Amazon? You will not find a Garth Brooks original track on YouTube or iTunes or anywhere like that. You're not going to find it. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. Let's see, where else are we? Um, The TuneIn Radio app, we're still there. So check us out. You can find us on the website as well, spiritmedianet.com. And whew, hope you guys have had a good week. It's been a week so far. Ready for the weekend, I'm sure. Uh, grilled out last weekend. Had uh, my buddy, my neighbor over. And it was a full day of college football, starting off with Kentucky and Ole Miss. And uh, that spilled right into Alabama, Arkansas, which, gracious, wasn't much of a game, was it? And then... Uh, Flip back and forth between that game and Texas A&M and Mississippi State. And then that went over into uh, LSU-Auburn and kind of flipped over. Now, that game was interesting for sure. Georgia-Missouri, wow. Missouri kept it close, didn't they? So this time of year, we are college football heavy. But I will go ahead and let you know, we will be away from just saying for a couple of weeks after today. Uh, as you know, we have a TV show that we produce, <laughs> so we're pretty busy uh, with that. Things are about to start really cranking up with that in terms of production, travel, things like that. So we'll be back in a couple of weeks or so uh, after today. But yeah, I wanted to be back every week. But you know, when you got to travel, you got to go do things. You know, audibles that that's uh, pretty much the centerpiece of what we do, and, and for good reason. If you haven't seen the show. I encourage you to check it out on our YouTube channel. Uh, just search for Spirit Media Network on YouTube and then go to the playlist. Three seasons to choose from, but two different playlists. Check those out. I know you'll enjoy them. We encourage you to subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. Download our Roku channel, which is free. Just uh, go to the search bar. Search for Audibles. Download it. There it is. Yeah, we appreciate the support. Big news with... The TV show coming soon. I can tell you that we've added some TV stations. Uh, we made announcements about one of those TV stations last week. Uh, RCTV 19 up in North Mississippi, extreme North Mississippi, uh, covering about six to ten counties there. So we're excited to add our friends John Ross Myers and his crew at RCTV 19 to the Audible's TV network. I can tell you we've added a TV station in Alabama. We were already spilling over into other states with the stations and the network that we've got. 
Uh, we were spilling over into parts of Louisiana, parts of, uh, of southernmost Arkansas. Is that the right way to say that? Southernmost Arkansas? And I know we were getting into parts of uh, South Alabama, like Mobile, Bay Manette, through there. So I know we were getting into parts of Alabama already. So, But to add an individual station or two, which one is it? Is it one station or two? Uh, that's pretty big news, so uh, we'll have some more announcements about the TV show coming up here in the next few weeks. But again, we'll be back in two weeks uh, with another episode of Just Saying. But hey, stick around for today. Kind of uh, an Oxford slash powder blue covered show. <laughs> it's just the way it the way it fell, okay? It's just the way it happened. But a lot of conversation about Ole Miss and Kentucky. We're going to talk to Director of Athletics, Keith Carter uh, at Ole Miss. And so Keith, a former basketball player, basketball star, he's going to be humble and modest and, you know, but back in the day, man, that guy, an assassin on the court. He was just phenomenal basketball player. So now he's the head man in the uh, AD chair there at Ole Miss. So we'll talk to him uh, coming up here in a little bit about, well, the weekend Last weekend with Ole Miss in Kentucky, uh, how things are going with Ole Miss athletics, uh, and so much more. It's a big day, too, last weekend because they honored James Meredith, who I, I had the privilege of meeting during my time at the Salvation Army. I worked at the Salvation Army for a period of time and got to meet James Meredith. Uh, they celebrated, uh, it was the 60th anniversary of his enrollment at the University of Mississippi on Saturday. So they honored him on the field. Really cool moment. I want to ask Keith about that. Really want to ask him about that. So a lot to talk about with Ole Miss Athletics. Uh, Gosh, I mean, the baseball team winning the national championship, the football team in the top 10 now. Uh, Just a lot of good things going on. Women's golf. I mean, so many sports are doing so well at Ole Miss. We'll talk to Keith about that. A big announcement that came out last Friday before uh, the Kentucky Ole Miss game. It was such a big weekend in Oxford. Uh, There was an announcement about a new NIL partnership and a new NIL initiative uh, or group that has formed called the Grove Collective. And it's partly headed up by former Ole Miss linebacker Walker Jones. And he will join us here in a little bit to talk about that. Uh, They wanted to bring all of – because you got all these NIL groups in all these college towns, and sometimes that can fragment the direction that everyone's trying to pull in, and you feel like you're swimming upstream and battling each other. So Walker and his crew there at the Grove Collective, they were able to get everyone at the table and say, hey, let's, let's pull it all in the same direction here. We're all on the same team. Less pull in the same direction, not pull against each other. And you got one section of kids over here, student athletes over here with this NIL initiative. And then you got another group over here with this NIL group. Let's just pull it all in the same direction. Really smart. And uh, want to dig into how all this came about and how Walker got involved with it, really. I want to ask him about that because it's really interesting. So Walker Jones of the Grove Collective will join us here in a little bit and Director of Marketing at King's Daughters Medical Center down in Brookhaven. If you guys have watched or listened to any of our programs, uh, projects, paid attention to anything that that we do, KDMC is 
a foundational partner in making all of that happen, and they have been for a very, very long time. So we'll talk to David about King's Daughters Medical Center, what all's going on down there. There's some injuries and things that they pay attention to a little more now, because now you've got cutting-edge technology involved with ACL and MCL. Remember back in the day when someone busted an ACL or an MCL? It's still serious, but now you've got faster recovery time and shorter recovery time because of the technology and because of advancements that places like King's Daughters have made. So a lot going on at KDMC. We'll talk to David about that. So that's a look at the guest list today. A packed guest list for you. We'll get that kicked off here in a second with Keith Carter, Director of Athletics at Ole Miss. And packed guest list today. So you'll want to stick around for that. So we'll come back with Keith Carter in a moment. Just saying, on the Spirit Media Network, we roll on after this timeout. When you need us, King's Daughters Medical Center is here right by your side. When you're sick, hurt, or just not certain of what to do, we face those challenges with you, together. Brighter days are here for you and your family. KDMC, caring for our community like no one else can. Don't keep love's not cheap. Trucks don't wreck themselves. Mama ain't a shrink, dad ain't a bank, and God ain't a wishing well. Money ain't rich, everybody sins, and nobody wins in a fight. And sometimes wrong is right. Some of it you learn the hard way. Some of it you read on a page. Some all right, we get started here on Just Saying on the Spirit Media Network. Glad that you're with us wherever you're listening. Amazon Music. No, I'm not playing the drums or singing. You don't want that. But we are in the podcast section of Amazon Music. We're really excited about that. Of course, iTunes, Google Play. Uh, let's see, where else are we? Spotify. You name it, you can pretty much find us. And we're so thankful to be joined now on the KDMC guest line. It's been a while since we've been able to catch up with our friend Keith Carter. He's the athletic director there at Ole Miss. And Keith, always good to talk to you, man. A, a big, big weekend. I'm, I'm just curious, have you come down uh, after such an exciting electric weekend? Have you been able to come down yet? Well, I think I have simply because <laughs> I was so, so worn out, you know, when, when it got to about three o'clock on, on Saturday, you know, we, we'd had so many events. Uh, throughout the week, which was always good. You know, we, we always kind of cram so many events into home football weekends, uh, and they're always good, but they sure do wear you out. And so, uh, you know, then, then you throw in kind of the stress of the game and, and coming down to the, to the end there, uh, you know, I was ready to, to get home and get on the couch and, and relax a little bit. But uh, what a great weekend. You know, just overall, the weather was, was beautiful. The crowd was, it was intense. And, you know, was it different in the game, honestly, you know, helped us win that game. And so uh, just a lot of fun. So happy for Coach Kippett and the team. And, uh, you know, now we'll uh, we'll keep rolling on to Vandy. Yeah, I was going to ask you how you would rate that atmosphere Saturday because I've talked to a lot of folks and they they say it's in their top five. You know, I'm not putting you on the spot and asking you, you know, for a top five or anything, but 
you know, that had to write up there with some of the better atmospheres that Vault Hemingway has seen since Coach Kiffin has been in Oxford. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah. I think definitely since since Coach Kiffin's been here, you know, being in his third year, I mean, that that's probably one of the top two or three uh, that I can think of. Obviously, the first year was the COVID year where we could only have, you know, a limited amount of fans. But, uh, you know, I, I try to think back, you know, I started as an administrator here in 2009. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's in the top five. You know, I think that there's some games that stick out, you know, throughout that kind of tenure. But, uh, man, just so cool, you know, being an 11 o'clock game. Everybody got there pretty early. The stands were loud. You know, the stripe out was amazing. Uh, you know, and I've joked, you know, we, we as Ole Miss folks don't always follow directions the best when it comes to, you know, what shirt to wear and those type of things. But, uh, you know, I was so happy that, that our fans bought into that, that the stadium looked amazing. And, you know, I think it taught us, hey, we can we can maybe do something like that again and, and maybe even, you know, continue to improve on that. So, um, you know, just every, you know, every aspect of, of the weekend of the game were, were just really, really cool. And then, you know, was able to go back over to the Grove for, for a few minutes after the game. People were having a great time over there as well. So um, just what an Ole Miss football weekend is supposed to be and, uh, you know, so much fun and, uh, you know, obviously have a, an 11 o'clock kickoff for Auburn here in a couple of weeks, our next home game. So hopefully we can replicate, you know, what we did for Kentucky. It was a big day, too, because it was the 60th anniversary of the enrollment of James Meredith at Ole Miss, first African-American student at Ole Miss. It, it was such a great scene. It was such a great moment for, for you personally, knowing what the university means to you, knowing what that moment means to so many. How would you describe that moment for you, for Keith Carter personally? Well, I, I thought the moment in the stadium was, was awesome. You know, I, I thought, you know, the, the energy and, and just the respect that, you know, everyone had for Mr. Meredith in that moment was, was really cool. But, you know, there were so many great events really starting on Wednesday, uh, you know, several dinners and, and different, you know, uh, you know, appreciation type events and, and those type of things. And, you know, getting to know Mr. Meredith, I, I've spent some time with him over the years and he's, such a great man his family are great people and um you know you just think about you know what he did 60 years ago and, and how many doors that has opened for for people and um you know it took a lot of courage to do that and you know we have no idea you know w- w- what he did and, and and how he was able to, to do all that back then and so just to you know, be able to show him a little bit of our appreciation for for the sacrifice that he made the courage that he showed you know 60 years ago was, was really cool dr shamboda mead uh, and, and others on campus did a fantastic job of, of putting, you know, not only the weekend, but kind of the week prior to, uh, you know, together. And um, don't think it could have gone any better. You know, just really, really happy that we were able to do that and, uh, you know, celebrate with Mr. Meredith and his family and, uh, you know, something we'll never forget. He's Keith Carter, Director of Athletics there at Ole Miss. And, you know, I, I have to ask this question because it seems like this is – Kind of an, an issue across not just Mississippi, but across the SEC. The crowd was awesome. Rebel Nation responded for sure, as we've talked about so far. And, but as Coach Kiffin pointed out, it's got to be every home game. In a day and time of, of inexpensive flat screens and man caves and so many enticements to stay home and watch the game. How do you, as an AD, and I think this is a question for all ADs across the South, how, how do you keep the fans engaged, basically bringing the living room to the fan experience, hooking those two up at the game? How do you keep them engaged and, and keep them coming to, to the games when it's so enticing to, to stay at home? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, I think we scratch our heads uh, a lot about that. And again, you know, it's not just Ole Miss. It's, it's at other places, too. 
you know, I think we were we were having these discussions even pre-COVID, you know, when TV was becoming a major player and all the games were, were you know, readily, you know, available and, and those type of things. But then when, when COVID hit and so we, we kind of told some people, unfortunately, you can't come to the game based on some protocol, you know, I still think we're, we're some of those people haven't come back yet, and, and I'm not sure that they will. And so just a lot of factors, a lot of variables that we, we try to, to think about. And obviously, we, we got to continue to improve our in-game, uh, you know, environment and atmosphere and, uh, you know, make it make it to where people want to be there. Um, but as Coach Kiffin and I were talking, you know, really after Saturday, um, you know, one of the ways we're going to try to approach this moving forward is that, you know, that crowd on Saturday helped us win the game. You know, them being there and being loud and, you know, causing penalties and, and, you know, making it hard on the other team's offense. Um, you know, that that's how we want to kind of, you know, sell this moving forward, that we need you there to help us win. And, you know, we're going to continue to try to do our part to make the, the in-game experience the best it can possibly be. Um, but, you know, come help us win. And, you know, we're, we're ranked number nine. And you know, who knows if, if we had a, a lighter crowd Saturday and it wasn't loud and those type of things, you know, do they, do they have that penalty at the end of the game? You know, I don't know. And so – I just think that that's something we've got to continue to talk about. But, uh, yeah, we, we love when the when the stadium's full. You know, I think for us at Ole Miss, you know, having a little bit of a smaller stadium, you know, 64,000, uh, we don't have as big an issue as maybe some of these bigger stadiums with, a, you know, 90 and 100,000. I think they're going to have, you know, a lot of conversations to have over here you know, over the next few years to try to figure out how to minimize their stadium and, um, and, and keep it full. So, uh, we'll continue to look at it, but man, we sure love what happened on Saturday, and hopefully, we can we can have that moving forward as well. Yeah, such an awesome environment there Saturday. And, and talking about Coach Kiffin, you, you and Coach Kiffin, you become so close. Man, I'm curious. I thought about this question over the weekend, and I was like, man, next time I sit down with Keith or get to talk to him, I'm going to ask him this. Does he remind you of any of your past teammates? His, just his personality and his demeanor. He's so calm. He's so even kill, you know, high or low on the sideline. He, he really doesn't change that much. Does he remind you of – you play with some great great teammates. Does he remind you of anyone from your, from your days on the hardwood? Well, you know, this is going to be an interesting answer because, uh, you know, Michael White. I played with Michael White. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mike, uh, when we played together, was, was really fiery. You know, he was a guy that, that sometimes we had to kind of rein in a little bit. And, and you know, it actually helped our team. I mean, he was, the, he was kind of the spark plug that, that made us go, which was awesome. Uh, but was known to, you know, hey, you know, lash out a little bit, maybe get re- mad at a referee from time to time, those type of things. But as I watch his coaching career and you watch his demeanor on the sidelines, um, it does remind me of Coach Kiffin in some ways. You know, he's pretty even keeled. Um, you know, he, he works with the referees. He works with his team. Um, you know, he never gets too high, too low, uh, which is important. And I think that that's been something that, that Coach Kiffin has done really, really well. Um, you know, not just during the games, but in practice and, and as he runs his program. You know, he's, he picks his times and, and, and chooses when he needs to raise his voice and, and, and to be effective there and, and those type of things. But he's never just going to yell at you to yell at you. You know, there's going to be a, a reason for that, and, and he's very calculated. So, you know, I think that that's probably the, the right word for, for Coach Kiffin. He's very calculated. And I think that a lot of times um, he waits for that perfect moment to try to drive his point home. Um, you know, obviously the, the players respond to him. The fans have responded. 
Um, so it's been really good for Ole Miss, and you know, hopefully we can just keep going. Keith Carter on the KDMC Guest Line, Director of Athletics at Ole Miss, joining us on Just Saying. I want to go back for a moment, if we can, to this summer in Omaha. What a great experience. Rebel Nation, I mean, they just took over Omaha like no one had ever seen. ESPN's Ryan McGee, he was on with us a few weeks ago, and, and he said in 20 years of covering the, that event, the College World Series, he'd never seen anything like it how Ole Miss just took over the city, took over the stadium. When I saw you the day uh, Ole Miss won the championship, you mentioned getting emotional. I know fans that still get emotional thinking about that day. They'd waited so long. But as an athletic director and a former athlete in your own right, do you catch yourself still getting a little emotional when you see that national championship trophy? I, I do. I do. And, you know, I think if you if you let yourself, you know, you can go back to, to so many different emotions kind of throughout that season. And, you know, you think about the players, you think about the adversity that they went through and some of the personal stories that, that they each had and, um, you know, just the ups and downs of the season and, and their careers. And then, you know, you look at Coach B, you know, you look at his, he, you know, himself and his family and, everything they've been through over 22 years and some of the scrutiny they faced and, you know, just really being unlucky at times, you know, having really good teams and for whatever reason, just not being able to get over the hump. And um, it was just really happy for him. You know, I've said it publicly. I've said it many times. Like, I I think, you know, out of all the the people that I was happy for, you know, I was was so happy for him, you know, to, to, to win it and, um, to kind of solidify just everything that he's done with our program. That that's a, a first class program, you know, first class in every way. Um, and just hadn't been able to, 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 you know, win that final game and, and, and do it. And, and finally he did. And I'm just so happy for him. But, yeah, you, you stand on that field after the game and you think about all the, the different things that you've been through over the past few months. And, you know, as an administrator and emails and text messages and all those things that you get from, from people and, and, you know, to stand there as national championships. You know, you had a, you know, just a teeny tiny part of that was really cool. But more than that, it was it was just the, the happiness I felt for Coach B, his family, um, and our players, and our and our fans. You know, people have waited a long time for this, and um, you know, it was it was really cool. Such a cool moment. We got to be there that day. It was really really awesome. And you know, before I let you get out of here, I got to ask. So, getting to know you over the last two years, and just knowing your path, your ascension to the AD role, and I know you're going to be modest, and, and you'll deflect any praise that, that I try to give you, but when you see all the success, talking about the national championship, talking about how football's doing, talking about how all the other sports are doing, golf, you could go on and on, women's basketball making the NCAA tournament last year, you could go on and on about how all the athletics at Ole Miss are doing well. When you see all of this success – and things going as well as they are for Ole Miss athletics. You've got to pinch yourself sometimes when you think about your path and how if this had happened differently, maybe you're not sitting in that chair. If this had happened differently, maybe you go somewhere else. You still have to pinch yourself when you look around at a weekend like you had this weekend and all this and the summer in Omaha and so on and so forth. Do you still pinch yourself sometimes? I do. I do. And, you know, I, I, I kind of think to myself, you know, how is this even possible? You know, and, and, and you realize that there's a there's a much bigger plan out there than than the one you could even imagine for yourself. And, um, you know, I think that, um, you know, for, for us and the success we've had, I, you know, again, I, I get to I get to do the press conferences and be out in front of a lot of things and people see my face and, and those type of things. But um, there's so many people that, that do do the real work. I mean, we've got a great staff here that um, just works tired you know, so many hours they spend here with Ole Miss Athletics and away from their families. And 
um, you know, just to just to, to make things happen and, and, you know, to give our coaches and our student-athletes the resources that they need. But uh, And then we've got great coaches, you know, coaches that work extremely hard. They, they spend tons of time on the road recruiting. They coach their, their student-athletes in, in a great way and, and, you know, grow them and build them and, and, and just, you know, make them better. Uh, and then ultimately we've got great student-athletes. You know, we've got not only, not only student-athletes that can go out on the field or the court and, and win and, and play at a high level, uh, but just good character kids, you know, make good grades, do the right things for the most part. And so that that's what it's all about. And, you know, I think when you when you see the results like we had in Omaha and you see, you know, them carrying the trophy around and, and that's what kind of makes you realize, hey, I, I love what I'm doing. Uh, it's, it's hard. There's a lot of kind of national things right now that are that are tough and heavy. Um, but when you see, you know, young people doing what they love, winning championships and just the smiles on their faces, uh, it makes you makes you very humble and, and very glad to be a part of it. I always enjoy catching up with you and uh, look forward to seeing how the football team continues to improve. And, and then you got basketball right around the corner. So a lot of good things going on at Ole Miss. And, and I always appreciate your time, my friend, and, and look forward to doing it again. Absolutely, Jason. Thank you so much for having me. He's Keith Carter, Director of Athletics at Ole Miss. Appreciate him joining us on the KDMC Guest Line. We take a break. Come back with so much more right here on the Spirit Media Network. Hey, sports fans. This football season, MDOT wants to ensure you get to your game day destination safely. So before you hit the road to watch your favorite team, be sure to download the MDOT Traffic app. The MDOT Traffic app is free for both Apple and Android devices. And remember to drive smart on the way to the game. That means buckling up, obeying the speed limit, and avoiding distracted driving, especially when traveling in work zones. For more information, follow at Mississippi DOT on Facebook and Twitter. Saying is presented by King's Daughters Medical Center, providing quality care in a Christian environment. Visit kdmc.org to learn more about the KDMC Touch in caring for you and your family. Now, here's Jason. Glad that you're with us. Wherever you're listening, you could be listening on Spotify. I never thought we'd be on Spotify. It's kind of interesting that we are. Amazon Music? No. I will not play drums. I will not sing. We're in the podcast section of Amazon Music. Really excited about that. I think we're still in the TuneIn radio app section. Pretty sure we are. Of course, Google Play, iTunes, we're there. Wherever you're listening, we appreciate it so much. And we can't do this without our advertisers, our sponsors, our supporters. We can't do this. We can't do audibles. We can't cover college athletics without our support. And a big piece of that support group and a big part of that foundation is King's Daughters Medical Center in Brookhaven. And a big part of that also is David Culpepper, Director of Marketing there at KDMC. First time we've had you on the podcast this year. I, it's my fault. I will, I will take I'll take full blame for it. First time we've had you on the podcast this year. My bad. But glad to have you on the KDMC guest line. Oh, absolutely, Jason. It's a pleasure, my pleasure to be joining you guys. One thing about King's Daughters Medical Center that I've always appreciated ever since this partnership between the Spirit Media Network and KDMC started, the thing that I think I appreciate about you guys is I'm going to steal Lane Kiffin's saying from a few weeks ago. We don't think outside the box. We just create a new box. 
I think that you guys can be credited with that along the way as well, because there's so many different things that you guys do there. I mean, you can drive down in Brookhaven and almost see the KDMC cross on every corner. I mean, it's almost like KDMC. (laughs) You think Brookhaven, you think KDMC, and there's been so much growth. Yes, the hospital and the medical center, they've been there for a long time, very long time, but you continue to build with technology and the way that things are changing from an innovative standpoint, you guys continue to grow. What's the secret to the growth at KDMC? Jason, really, it's the community. The, the community has really embod- you know, embodies who we are, and we kind of embody who the community is back. And, you know, they really support us and been very supportive of us for well over 100 years. Our first, you know, first day of operation was in 1914. And, you know, we've kind of grown from that point to where we are today. And, of course, you know, with healthcare being what it is and how it's transitioned today, everything's a little bit more fluid. But also, you know, we've expanded service lines to better service our community, whether it's through uh, our behavioral wellness center or through its uh, internal medicine, through our sports medicine, through our Bain center to help people with uh, poor or inappropriate circulation in their legs, through, you know, our therapy center, all the way to our pediatric adolescent center, to our family care at medical clinic, to internist and at specialty clinics, I mean, a lot of different service lines are out there, so we do a great job of, of branding that and putting it out there, and the community supports it, and we've been very fortunate. You talk about your sports medicine clinic there, your sports medicine arm of KDMC, and, and I want to talk about that simply because we're in the middle of college football season and high school football season, JUCO football season, Little League football, and I remember back in the day when if you tore your ACL or your MCL, it was... I mean, it's pretty much done. You, you were pretty much done. It was over. And if you did come back from that injury, it, it was going to be a while. And I remember when we first met, you gave me a tour of pretty much all the facilities down there. And one of the things I asked you about was a video that I had seen of Dr. Turba, I believe was his name. And there was a different kind of way that he performed surgeries to repair ACLs and MCLs. Do, do you remember that? I do. I do. That, that, wow, that's been a hot minute ago. <laughs> yes, I do remember. So ACL, MCL, so you're seeing less recovery time of those nowadays than maybe, of course, when you and I first met almost 10 years ago. So now you're seeing faster recovery time, or am I inaccurate on that? No, I think you're seeing faster recovery time, and I think that's largely due to uh, probably the student-athletes are in a lot better physical condition than, than they were years ago. The technology has gotten a lot better than it was years ago, and the ther- the approach to physical therapy has gotten a lot better. You know, used to you had, uh, you know, you would go in and have a surgery, rather it was on your shoulder, ACL reconstruct on your knee or, or ankle surgery. Now there's a thing that they utilize in physical therapy called the bio deck. And what that does, it gives them a printout and tells them, say, for instance, if I had ACL surgery on my right knee, they would check my left knee for the strength in it. And then that would kind of be a benchmark of where I need to be with the right knee. And at that point, instead of it being subjective by someone looking at it going, yes, he's got good, he's got good movement, he's got good, good flex, you know, his gait's good, now you can get a scientific approach to it and say he's good at the opening part of his gate, but as his gate closes and he starts to open back up, he's losing some strength there. So we need to work on that area. And working on that area, allow, that bio allows you to 
pinpoint and draw down to that area. And that's really driven by our physical therapist with him slaying his crew down at the therapy center, you know, and just what they do and the technology that they have. And it's amazing the stuff that they're able to do and, and get people back and, and get them back to doing the things they need to do. And our goal is to return a stronger, healthier student athlete post-injury than we had prior to injury. He's David Culpepper, Director of Marketing there at King's Daughters Medical Center in Brookhaven, ironically on the KDMC guest line. Looking at your clinics, so you've got everything from a KDMC vision clinic. We just talked about your sports medicine, orthopedic, and spine clinic. I'm counting seven clinics they're within the Brookhaven area, servicing all different types of specialties, pediatric, adolescent clinic. You've got a specialty clinic. You've got all every clinic you can think of. Take me through the process of when you guys are deciding to add another clinic or add to one of the clinics you've already got, add a service, I guess kind of branch out a little bit in a particular clinic. I mean, what, what is the process like when it comes to deciding where you're going to open a clinic and how? That process is really driven by the community and by our providers letting us know, hey, I'm having to refer X number of patients out to this subspecialty or, or this line of service. And when we can't, you know, when we get, reach that point where we need to look at it, we're able to, to look at the metrics and go, okay, we need to add this service line. All right, now what's it going to cost to add this service line? Do we have the, the floor space to do that? Do we have the capability of doing that? And sometimes you, you go out and you add it, and it's part of the KDMC umbrella and fully owned and operated by King's Daughters Medical Center. And then there's other times where, just like with Jackson Heart, we've got a collaboration and partnership with Jackson Heart. You know, it's very expensive to have a cardiologist on staff. It's very expensive to create a cath lab and, and all the pieces that go with having a cardiologist. But when you can step up to the table with someone like them, as ripple as they are, and partner with them, it makes opening that service line and bringing that service to our patients a lot easier. Uh, two days a week, each week, Monday and Wednesday of each week, Dr. Harper Stone comes down on Mondays, Dr. Donnie Stokes comes down on Wednesdays, and they see patients in the KDMC, and uh, the Jackson Heart at KDMC clinic here, right across the street from the hospital on Big Lane Drive. And what it does is it allows them to see more patients in this area to draw a bigger patient base from this area, but it also allows them to, uh, the patients not to have to drive to Jackson and it, instead of, you know, if they have to have someone with them, so that person have to take a half a day off from work, they can maybe do it during lunch or, or go in late that morning. So it allows, it's, it's more convenient for the patient and it's a lot better for, for us, and, you know, because we still get some of the ancillary charges off that with testing and different things like that. So it's a win-win for Jackson Heart, us, and for the patient and the community. We talk about your clinics, but we, we have to talk about with it being high school football season. You guys have a number of high schools. You're, you're going to have somebody from KDMC on the sideline every Friday night with a high I mean, how many different high schools are you up to now there in the Brookhaven, Lincoln County area? Eight schools. We cover Brookhaven wow. High School, Brookhaven Academy, the four county schools in Lordstar, West Lincoln, Bogachita. And Enterprise, also Wesson, and uh, also uh, Large County as well. I don't think people understand how big of an undertaking just that is in and of itself to have someone at all eight of those schools. Can you take us through that process, the difficulty and just the challenge that comes with being at eight different schools? Uh, yeah, because you've got eight different head coaches, you got eight different ADs, you got eight different administrators, and all of them run their programs a little bit different, especially when you're crossing the lines between private and public schools. It also allows you to, I, I guess, be a little bit flexible 
because not only are you there on Friday nights for game coverage, but you're also there on Saturday mornings uh, for our Saturday morning treatment at our performance center that allows us to, you know, those players that may be nicked up and banged up and injured to come in and start receiving treatment first thing Saturday morning, go ahead and start that healing and that therapy process ahead of time. It also allows us to communicate with the coach and the parents to say, okay, we've evaluated this. This is what we need to do. And a lot of times, you know, the student athlete has never been hurt to the level sometimes that they get hurt in or injured in. And we're able to assess that and give them a professional diagnosis and go ahead and get them in to see a provider if they need to but at the same time we can go ahead and start treating them for inflammation and those type things and soreness and kind of get something get ahead of some of that uh, before they get into a provider if they don't need to see a provider then we're able to go ahead and start that treatment and continue that at the schools as well during some off time i hate to go back to this but i am curious what is the injury now that we talked about acl mcl back in the day that was the, the red alarm right the four alarm uh, injury that if you heard that it was it was pretty serious outside of anything to do with spinal or anything very serious possibly fatal like that what what is the injury that has the concern and attention of a sports medicine and orthopedic centers like like you guys have there what is the injury now that you're on the lookout for that gives you calls for concern like ACL and MCL did back in the day. Not that ACL and MCL are a walk in the park now. Not that you you still don't have those to deal with, but what injury is it now that, okay, it's a challenge. We have to figure out how to lower the recovery time, just like you have for ACL and MCL injuries. I don't necessarily know if it's uh, the the injury that really concerns us most is not a muscular or skeletal injury. It's concussion. And Mm. there's really no no recovering faster from that. Uh, What we do have, and each one of the trainers has it in their, uh, I I guess, in their bag, if you will, when they're on the sideline, is they have a tablet that allows them to do baseline, not necessarily baseline testing, but concussion protocol. They can do a test. Uh, in the field house, or, or they can do it on the sideline as well. But typically, we like to get them in the field house and get them off the sideline to do that. Uh, so, where a cognitive test, so we can tell if maybe that individual's concussed or not before we clear them to go back out. Because the biggest thing is, most players will tell you, I'm fine, I just mm-hmm. got my bell wrong. The scary piece to that is, uh, I got my bell wrong, and they go back out there, and they all of a sudden they get a, a post secondary concussion to that. And now you're in dire straits, and now you've got some serious medical issues on your hands. So it allows us to kind of alleviate that issue. But concussion is probably the number one thing that everybody is on high alert about because, you know, at the end of the day, we all know that the, the devastation of, you know, someone being concussed and, and how detriment, how more detriment that can be to those student athletes and also to the family. So we try and protect against that as much as uh, safety is taught in the schools as much as uh equipment has evolved over the years it's still a contact sport Mm -hmm. and and it's you know and you have that and you know used to six four three hundred pounds you know it it was once every blue moon you saw one of those guys well you got teams now rolling off the bus on friday nights and they're a dime a dozen and and six four three hundred pounds is when it's moving that, that that's a force that can create some problems for people so you know probably the biggest thing we're looking at is concussion and that's one of the things that helps us uh, with being on campus is we kind of know some of these kids uh, most of the schools have done baseline testing a couple of them have not so 
so we can already have a baseline test for the student athlete. So when they take it, it pops up and says, okay, here's where they scored at the beginning. It's back preseason. This is where they're at now. So it kind of gives you a variable to look at and, and way to measure that real time. He's David Culpepper, Director of Marketing at King's Daughters Medical Center there in Brookhaven, joining us on the KDMC guest line. We'll give you a chance to brag on your former boss, your outgoing boss, and your incoming boss, Alvin Hoover, uh, KDMC CEO for years, got a chance to interact with Alvin several times. What a phenomenal career that he had, and, and, and just a fearless leader, incredible motivator, just a calming influence, and you have to be that way in the medical environment, as you well know. And then you've got Scott Christensen coming in, and uh, I've heard a lot of great things about Scott so far. Let's talk about Alvin first and, and what he meant to KDMC and the story of KDMC that continues to march on. What, what, did, what does he mean to you in KDMC? Alvin for 15 years was that leader that uh, you never saw him sweat. He always held his head high. He held the standard up. He lived the mission statement of always providing quality health and wellness in a Christian environment. He led by example, but he was always concerned of how changes affected our patient and our ability to care for the patient and how that would reflect on our community and our hospital. So that he was always very upfront about that of, you know, we've got to do what's right, one, by, by our patient, and two, by our community, and three, by our employees. So, uh, so that kind of all kind of, you know, funneled down and everybody was good with it. And, and when you really look at the layout of what healthcare is, especially in small rural, small town rural Mississippi, that's kind of where we're kind of where, you know, because the hospital's part of the community and the community's part of the hospital. You know, you go to the ball games, you go to church, you're sitting by people and patients that you're taking care of, their loved ones, their family members, uh, friends, they're your neighbor's children, they're your aunt's twice removed second cousin. <laughs> yeah, there's some type of connection there somehow, some way. So that you know, that's kind of his approach. Now Scott Christian coming in. Scott's been here since August one, uh, so that puts him. I guess he's entering in his third month here. So Scott's doing an awesome job, great job. He's got a vision to grow the hospital, to grow our service lines, and do some things. And we're excited about that vision. You know, we like to say that we're getting out in two point less about twenty five years. So he's coming in kind of drinking from a fire hydrant at this time, but, you know, he's wearing <laughs> things quickly, figuring things out, and really the same thing. It's always providing quality health and wellness in a Christian environment. Let's stand that mission statement up. Let's proclaim it. Let's practice it. Let's live it. And, and, and let's continue down the path we've continued to, to go down. And, you know, I, I give Alvin a lot of credit for the awards we've been recognized for over the past 15 years of the consistency of providing great patient care uh, top 10% in the nation overall in patient care and hospital care. A lot of that's driven by Alvin, you know, by the CEO, well, not just Alvin, but the CEO position, uh, because that's what the board expects and fulfilling that mission and doing those things brings those recognition. And that recognition wasn't just once, you know, every blue moon. It's been consistent since probably about 2010. It's been consistent every single year that we've been recognized for that. And that's not something that we take lightly. Jason, probably the biggest thing is modern healthcare is the best places to work in healthcare. We've been recognized as, with that distinction nine of the past 11 years. And the one year that we did, the two years that we did not make it, we actually scored higher those two years than we did the previous and the following year simply due to the fact that uh, we were not recognized those two years because everybody else 
scored a little bit higher than we did. So we just did, we were just off the cusp. But that tells you the culture and the mindset of, of what's going on in, in an organization when you can uh, have that distinction nine out of 11 years. And, and that's you know, 100% contributed back to the leadership of the CEO and, and his supporting staff. And I'll be honest with you, I, I should probably you know, kick myself in the rear end because I, I have become so accustomed to you guys. Every time we talk, it seems like every time we turn around, you guys are being recognized for some sort of award, some sort of recognition. I mean, that's not commonplace. People think it is commonplace. I guess it's really not. And I guess I've gotten used to it because I don't know, working with you guys for so long, partnering with you guys for so long, kind of accustomed to you guys just you know, for lack of a better phrase, just going out there and kind of, kind of dominating. <laughs> you guys are every time I turn around being recognized or awarded in some shape or form. And like you just pointed out, it's all because of the leadership and you're part of that leadership, obviously there at KDMC. I want to personally and publicly thank you once again, everyone at King's Daughters Medical Center, uh, specifically you for believing uh, in what we do at the Spirit Media Network and partnering with us for so long, continuing blazing down this trail here with uh, all the projects and things that we've got on the table. And uh, we can't do it without you guys. So I want to publicly say again, thank you to everyone at KDMC and thank you to, to you for believing in our vision. Well, Jason, you guys do a great job there at Spirit Media. And, you know, it, it's that vision that you have of, and, and the way that you take care of business. It's very important that we have partnerships uh, with people. And, you know, it's not just a, a vendor advertiser relationship. It, it's more of a relationship of, of building that trust and, and growing together and seeing that vision and being able to continue to, to push that message out and to reach the people and we appreciate what you guys do and the quality that you that you put out we're going to keep hammering away at it and i appreciate you guys so much and i know that you and i will be uh discussing football at some point over the weekend so i'm sure you will find yourself in front of a tv somewhere right watching some college football yeah there's a little bit going on a good one coming on 11 o'clock saturday morning we've got uh <laughs> Tennessee vols invading tiger stadium so I got that. it'll be interesting how that works out yeah, and you've got Arkansas going to uh, Starville, yep. take on Mississippi State, SEC Nation, and Marty McGee, our, our friend of the program, Ryan McGee, is going to be heading to Starville this weekend. So, be a lot of great football on. And I know that uh, for, for those of you that don't know, just David and I talk football. I mean, if you could see the text we have about football, I mean, it is you and I could have a podcast of our own just talking about football, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many listeners it would be, but I mean, yeah, we could, yeah, absolutely. We're opinionated. There's no doubt about that. David, as always, my friend, thank you so much. Look forward to doing it again. Absolutely, Jason. Best of luck to you. Continue doing what you're doing, my man. He's David Culpepper, Director of Marketing at King's Daughters Medical Center there in good old Brookhaven. Joining us on the KDMC guest line, we take a break. Come back with more Just Saying on the Spirit Media Network. Our community deserves a healthcare system that is committed to your care and prepared to serve you in every phase of your life. At King's Daughters Medical Center, we're ready to care for every patient who needs us, when they need us. We work around the clock to ensure that when that time comes, you get safe and reliable medical care. Because our focus is on you, and we are ready to give you personal, exceptional care. King's Daughters Medical Center, caring for our community like no one else can.
a topic you'd like discussed on Just Saying? Shoot Jason an email. It's really that simple. Jason at spiritmedianet.com. You never know when your topic or even you may make an appearance on the show. Now, let's roll on here on Just Saying. Now we rock on here on Just Saying on the Spirit Media Network. Glad that you're listening wherever you're listening. I hope you're listening on Amazon Music. I'm really excited about being in the podcast section there. I got asked the other day, so you're on Amazon Music. Are you going to be singing? No, I don't think anybody wants me to be singing on Amazon Music, but we are on Spotify iTunes, let's see, Google Play. I think we're still on TuneIn Radio. Pretty sure we are. Just a variety of places. And uh, it's all about getting the message out there, the message of our guest. And this is an important message now. Our next guest on the KDMC guest line, former Ole Miss linebacker, now turned, I mean, how many different things do you have your hand in? He's Walker Jones, and, and we were talking about it for the interview, just how many responsibilities you have in, in a lot of different areas, being a dad, being a husband, but from a business standpoint, you've got your hand in a little bit of everything. Yeah, you know, look, it's, uh, I'm very fortunate um, in the sense that, you know, timing is everything really in life a lot of times, and sometimes you have. Uh, bandwidth and, and more time and sometimes you don't and uh, doors open and close based off that a lot of times and I'm at a point in my life where I've been fortunate enough to get involved in some business opportunities with some really great partners um, that allow me some flexibility uh, to take on a project like the Grove Collective and that's kind of how this happened. Uh, I've got a you know a youth sports company that I've got some great partners with that we started about four years ago that's doing really well and then I've uh, also got a uh, sports facility business here in uh, in Memphis, right outside Memphis, where we manage a couple sports facilities and programs. And, you know, again, everything in sports. So, you know, that's kind of my, my sweet spot. But, again, fortunate enough to have business partners that give me the ability to have some extra bandwidth and to focus on something that's near and dear to my heart, like Ole Miss. And uh, when this opportunity kind of started to crystallize this summer and, you know, conversations were had and it just happened to be at the right time where I had some bandwidth and had some ability to commit some time to it. Uh, obviously, I, I love Ole Miss, so I want to help the university in any, any and every way they think is important. But that being said, I really didn't, you know, I'm an unlikely candidate uh, when it comes to NIL. I, I had a very elementary understanding of it had kind of followed it from afar, uh, come from the old school where I was, a, when I was a student athlete, this didn't exist, obviously. So, um, it was a new frontier for me, but I also looked at it, you know, short-term challenge, long-term opportunity. And the more I kind of researched it, the more I kind of got excited about the opportunity. And also, again, like I said, helping out Ole Miss and again, all that just happened at the right time. You know, if it had been a year ago, I probably didn't have the time to commit to it. Uh, but things in my life, both professionally and personally, have allowed me the ability to uh, commit uh, a good portion of my time to this, and I'm excited about that. Yeah, the Grove Collective, of course, that's what we're talking about, an Ole Miss exclusive NIL program. And and NIL has changed so much, or, you know, in the landscape of college athletics. And I really like the approach. Of course, you guys made the announcement this past Friday. Perfect weekend, by the way, to, to launch this, for, for the record. But uh, you guys are trying to give more of an organized – and NIL is all over the place, depending on where you look. And there was yeah. there were so many questions about it, and so what you guys wanted to do was essentially organize it, get everybody together on the same page, not have one NIL situation here and there and here and there. You guys wanted to 
pull it all together. Hey, let's all pull in the same direction, not swim upstream against each other. That that's kind of the that's kind of the feel that I got from the press conference and kind of the idea I get from from talking to you, talking to others, looking at the website, which is well put together by the way. That's kind of the idea that or the thought that I get, am I wrong on that? No, I think you're you're dead on. And, and again, um, I think look, it, it's really no different than you know other endeavors that Ole Miss has. You know, being who we are and the conference that we're in and the competitive landscape out there. You know, we've got to find a way to be really, really efficient. And you know, our margin of error is much smaller because of you know who our competitors are. And so. Whenever Ole Miss has been successful, they've been able to find new and innovative ways, be very progressive and on the forefront with technology. But probably more important than anything, they've gotten everybody moving in the same direction. They've consolidated, created efficiencies, and they've gotten all uh, the resources and the fan base uh, in and around Ole Miss athletics to pull in the same direction. And that was really the idea around this is, look, we – you know, we have to make this uh, very efficient. We need to clear the confusion. We don't need to cannibalize our donors and our fans. Uh, we need to make $1 spend like three. And, and you know, we need to also uh, mitigate risk as well. And you accomplish all those things by consolidating. You know, when we kind of got into this, Keith and I talked about it. And I told Keith, I think, look, I think that's really important that we consolidate this thing. We don't have three or four or five different groups all trying to do the same thing. Uh, because that's not going to be efficient. Other schools may be able to do that uh, just because of their sheer numbers and their alumni base. But we can't do that here at Ole Miss um, and be as impactful as we need to be. So uh, that was really, you know, the the main charge uh, to serve all those reasons. And um, it's very similar to what I had to do when I was at Under Armour uh, when we were competing against Nike and Adidas. You know, we had to be very efficient. We had to be very creative. Uh, and really think outside the box to compete against those guys because if it ever came down to a check-writing contest, we were going to lose. And so that's where with that mindset that I have, and I love kind of that mindset, and I think that's what works well with Ole Miss, and that was really kind of the impetus beside, behind the consolidation. And, and all the groups, let me just say this, all the groups that were out there that we talked to uh, jumped on board immediately, were easy to deal with, didn't put up a fight, agreed in the bigger plan, and I sit here today saying that we've consolidated all underneath this one umbrella, and it's going to give us a fighting chance in, every, in this world. He's Walker Jones, former Ole Miss linebacker, joining us on the KDMC guest line, of course, head of the Grove Collective, the new NIL program there at Ole Miss. It's interesting to hear you say that because it's so difficult to get so many people that are at the table to agree and come together. I mean, we've all been in business meetings. Heck, we've all been in family meetings where it's difficult to get everybody to agree on the same thing. So it's pretty impressive that you were able to get all of these groups and and for everyone to come together as quickly as they did. Or or maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe it wasn't as quick as I thought. How, How did you get folks to I guess, come to the table and all come together as quickly as they did to all say, hey, that this is a good thing. Let's all pull everything into the Grove Collective. Well, I think that's a great question. And, and, and it didn't happen extremely fast. I mean, it took some time. You know, we started having conversations back at the beginning of the summer and, you know, realized that was a, an immediate need. And so it took several months. Uh, number one, for me to educate myself. Again, I didn't have a ton of knowledge. I kind of watched NIL from afar. So I need to spend the first, I spent the first, you know, month or so really analyzing, uh, studying, 
seeing what was going on in the in the landscape, seeing what our competitors were doing, and trying to learn as much as I could learn so I could be educated on the subject. And then once I kind of did that and kind of put together some some thoughts, then it was all right. Let's sit everybody down and see if this is something that everybody would agree with. You know, and and you know, the, I think what helped. Jason was most of the people at Ole Miss that were doing this were doing it kind of as a passion project on the side. They had other uh, business interests. They were running a business. You know, my partner, William Liston, in the Grove Collective was a perfect example. William's running a full-time law firm and the Grove Collective at the same time. And so all those, these groups, you know, were resource constrained, time constrained because of what they had going on in their other professional life and had jumped into NIL because the school needed an option for it. And it was a big need for us. But I think when, when I started talking to people about putting staffing and full-time resources and structure in place, a sustainable model, consolidation, uh, getting a group of people that were going to focus on this full-time, I think that rang true to everybody because they were running into the same thing. They had taken their NIL platform as far as they could take it due to the constraints they had in their other commitments. And we're looking for an outlet and looking for help. And that's kind of what I was able to bring to like, hey, look, here's the plan and how we can do this. And I think everybody agreed that that was going to be the right approach. And so that really helped us get everybody on the same page. Because, again, at the end of the day, we're all trying to do the same thing. We're all trying to help our school, uh, trying to support these student athletes, try to enhance what they were doing, protect what they were doing. And, uh, and, and it really, it took a little more time just to kind of logistically get it all set up. But as far as convincing people, it didn't take a ton of that because I think people agreed in the overall plan. What I think is interesting looking at the website here is, you know, you've got options for corporate partners and you guys have already uh, accumulated a pretty impressive list of corporate partners, but for somebody like the guy sitting in section, whatever, you know, at Vault Hemingway, the guy sitting in section whatever uh, at the pavilion, you know, whatever the case is, if he wants to get involved, uh, I think right. it's neat that they can get involved too. So it's everybody can get involved pulling, like going back to that whole thing, pulling in the same direction, not swimming upstream against each other. I think that's what's interesting about this in the website. Again, I got to brag on the website. It is so well put together, uh, easy to use. And, and that's what I think is is so neat about this whole thing is whether you're a season ticket holder with with four kids and you're just you know hey you want to do what you can to support the school and support Ole Miss but you don't know how to do it uh, or right. you want to find a more effective way to do it this is a way you can do it or if you're a corporate partner and you kind of want to get out there into the NIL world this is a way you can do it too so how long did you guys spend in trying to make it so, so easy for whoever wants to support Ole Miss they can do that well I yeah, look, I think it's a great, another great question. And, and look, people are really busy these days. They got a lot of things going on in their lives. You know, they, they're doing a lot for Ole Miss and season tickets and through the foundation at Ole Miss. And so the last thing that we wanted to do was, number one, be confusing, be cumbersome. And we wanted to make this thing really simple because, look, it's different. And we understand that, look, people have some trepidation or a lot of questions about NIL. And if it's, if we overcomplicate it or make it really hard to execute, then we'll just run them away. So we wanted to make it really simple and really easy. Um, and, and it, look, it took a little time to think through, okay, how do we do that? And what is, you know, I'm a consumer. Um, what is, what, what, what is easy for me? What are websites that I like? And, you know, one of the problems was, 
um, we didn't really have a defined or tiered benefit uh, membership plan. You know, if you gave $500 and your neighbor gave $1,000, you both were essentially getting the same thing. So we needed to create some added benefits at different levels to try to entice people to give a little more and to reward those people for giving a little more. And that's what we've done on the website is create a tiered membership system, much like you see the foundation, you know, through the university has. And, you know, the more money you give, the more access you get, the more opportunity you get, the more benefits you get. Um, but we wanted to have to your question, uh, to your point also, we want to have something for everybody. We want to have something for the young alumni who just graduated and starting their first job, uh, possibly a student. As students as well, and then have it staircase up from there. You know, you you literally, you know, my experience is that you can't focus on just one slice of the alumni base or the Ole Miss fan base. You got to have a little bit of uh, something for everybody, and that's what we try to do: is match out from from low to high, different levels in there where everybody is in their professional and personal life, and the disposable income that people have. We wanted to give them an option, no matter how small it is. Look, giving us ten dollars a month. If we get enough people doing that, then we win. And we want those people. People giving us $10,000, that's great too. But we got to have all of it. We got to have that young alumni who can give us 10, 25, 50 bucks a month. And we got to also have our more established alumni who can write a bigger check. So it can't be either or. It's got to be both. And that's what we really try to develop on the website and through our membership. Uh, really define benefits for them once they did give. Um, and, and again, to your point, ease of use. You know, the last thing you need is, you know, trying to figure out, I want to write a check, but I don't know how to write a check, or I don't know where to send it, or I don't know how to donate, you know. And so that's why, you know, things like what we're doing today and other interviews and other opportunities that we can have to answer questions, dispel myths, clear up some of the misinformation out there, I think our fans will see that it'll be a very simple one-stop. And that's the other thing, too, Jason, just to end on this question, I mean, to wrap up this particular question a one-stop shop you know where they don't have to go to four different groups to support four different teams on campus you may be a really big baseball and football fan you may be a big women's basketball and soccer uh, fan well we're going to have an athlete a minimum of one athlete from every sport on campus so you can literally check every box with us and it can be a one-stop shop and you don't have to go do a deal with this collective to do baseball and this collective to do football, and this collective to go do that, or, hey, I want to do a business. I've got a Mississippi-based business, and I want some Mississippi athletes, uh, some Ole Miss athletes supporting my business, but I only need male or I only need female or I need a mix of both. We want the business solution to be there for our uh, corporate clients as well. And so it's, it's truly a one-stop shop, which I thought was important as well. Walker Jones on the KDMC guest line, head up of the Grove Collective. You can find it at thegrovecollective.com. All right, before I let you get out of here, being a former Ole Miss linebacker, I got to ask you a football question, Ryan. I got to ask you about this defense. Sure, sure. You know, it's been yeah. a couple of years since the Rebels have had a defense that uh, I guess you could call them uh, on the verge of dominant. This defensive unit has impressed a lot of people regionally, nationally. Uh, what have you seen from this defensive unit that impresses you the most? You know, look, I think they play fast, number one. I like the speed at which they move. Uh, I think that's kind of the way of the world now. You know, those big, you know, still you want big physical defensive tackles, but really you want people, you know, athletes that can play in space, uh, cover a lot of ground, can recover. Uh, because that's the kind of offenses you're seeing. You know, people are spreading people out. They're getting the ball out in space. And, and I love that we have a bunch of athletes on the field. You know, and I think that's really, really important. 
is uh, to play fast and be able to play in space, and I think that's what we have. And so I like that aspect of it. I think we can rush the passer uh, and not have to bring six guys to do it, which I think is another huge piece. You know, I, I, I was telling somebody before the Kentucky game, <clears throat> I think we can really get to uh, Levitt, uh given, you know, what I've seen from their offensive line. And but not only can we get – I mean, anybody can get to them bringing a Max Blitz, you know, overloading five, six, seven people. If you can put pressure on the quarterback with four or five people mm-hmm. and you can play coverage behind it, that's really, really valuable. <clears throat> and so the fact that we're able to get pressure in base defense, you know, four, maybe bring a fifth guy late, that is really, really important. And uh, because it doesn't leave you as exposed on the back end. So I love that about our defense. I think they play really hard. I think we have a little more depth. Um, than we've had in years past. So yeah, look, I think it's um, I think it's exciting. Um, we're obviously going to get tested, you know, from here on out by a lot of great offenses. But uh, I think that defense gives us a chance because they're so athletic and they play so fast. Man, I'm really looking forward to seeing how this Grove Collective thing continues to uh, continues to grow. And uh, I think it's a great idea. I think it's awesome that you guys were able to get everyone to the table so quickly. And in, in an age of NIL where there's so many questions, you guys have already answered so many of those questions. And I think it's a great thing, and I look forward to seeing how this thing continues to grow. And uh, I hope we get to do this again. I appreciate you giving us a few minutes save your time uh, to talk about the Grove Collective and uh, I hope we get to do it again. Yeah, look, I appreciate Jason. I, you know, thank you for the opportunity. I think the biggest thing is we just want to, we want to get out in front of our people. We want to answer any questions they have. And if they can just remember any one thing, we need members, members, and more members. And again, to your point, there is a membership level for every person out there uh, for whatever disposable income you have. And we promise you we're going to be great stewards of your money. We're going to be really impactful uh, with those funds. And it's going to give us a chance to be incredibly com- competitive, not only in the SEC, but nationally. And so I just challenge everybody, give us a chance. We're moving as fast as we can. And we need as many members as we can to go to that website and become a Grove Collective member and support these athletes. So again, thank you for the platform. And uh, if anybody has any uh, questions, solved, concerns, please send them our way um, as we're continuing to work through this and figuring it all out. Awesome stuff as always. He's Walker Jones on the KDMC guest line of the Grove Collective. Check him out online and support Ole Miss athletes through the new NIL exclusive program. We will take a break. Come back with more right here on the Spirit Media Network. Hey sports fans, this football season, MDOT wants to ensure you get to your game day destination safely. So before you hit the road to watch your favorite team, be sure to download the MDOT Traffic app. The MDOT Traffic app is free for both Apple and Android devices. And remember to drive smart on the way to the game. That means buckling up, obeying the speed limit, and avoiding distracted driving, especially when traveling in work zones. For more information, follow at Mississippi DOT on Facebook and Twitter. Oh, what a great show. Incredible show. And thanks to everyone who joined us on the KDMC guest line. Uh, Again, this will be the last show for a couple of weeks because we will be extra, extra busy uh, with production for audibles and travel and things like that. So we're getting season four ready for you. It's coming in January. so, So we'll be traveling and doing some stuff with that. So thanks for your patience on that. Before we get out of here, our word of the day. 
Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. That's 1 Peter 5, 8. Yeah, we've got an enemy. He's constantly prowling around like a roaring lion. Notice it said that he's not a roaring lion. He prowls around like he is a lion. Something to remember, keep your guard up today, keep your guard up this weekend, and uh, you guys be safe out there for the next couple of weeks. How about it? Let's get back here, meet up here in a couple of weeks, and uh, get back here safely. So thanks to our guest list again, Keith Carter, Director of Athletics at Ole Miss. Uh, We had Walker Jones, who is uh, part of the group heading up the Grove Collective. And we appreciate Walker jumping on the KDMC gas line. And, of course, David Culpepper, Director of Marketing down at King's Daughters Medical Center. Appreciate all of our guests joining us by way of the KDMC guest line. Thanks so much to you guys for listening. We appreciate it. We'll see you here in a couple of weeks. Be safe this weekend and the next couple of weeks. God bless you. Check out our website, spiritmedianet.com and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube and search for Spirit Media Network. Stay safe, folks. We'll see you here in a couple of weeks on Just Saying on the Spirit Media Network. Thanks for listening to Just Saying with Jason Scarborough, produced and recorded by the Spirit Media Network. Check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or the TuneIn Radio app. We'll see you next time for more thought-provoking commentary right here on Just Saying with Jason Scarborough.